my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code WELCOME to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code WELCOME at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Guardians, where your Cleveland Guardians have finally given us something to talk about. Uh, they're five and five in their last 10, which, yes, it's 500, but they just finished taking two of three from Baltimore, who uh, is a team that's going to be playoff bound. So you'd love to see that. They're 35 and 21 right now, coming out of the AL East. Uh, was a sight to see, and they put up some runs. They scored five runs in the first game, five runs in the second game, and put up 12 runs in the third game which was a back and forth game with Shane Bieber starting. Now, speaking of Shane Bieber, I was uh, happy to invite a, a good friend of mine and a co-host of my Rockin' at the Jake podcast, um, Tom Matheny, like I said, a good friend of mine. And he thinks Shane Bieber is, quote, God awful. So uh, make sure you stay tuned to listen to his reasons as to why and to see when he may be traded. Uh, and we also get into some former players from the Guardians that are performing well with other teams. Seems to be a Cleveland sports story where people come here and either underperform or they just don't perform at all and they go somewhere else and do well. So without further ado, here's Tom. All right. We're joined here by Tom Matheny, who is a good friend of mine and a co-host of Rockin' at the Jake podcast, which we should really get back on if you think about it, but in due time. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Tom. Thanks for having me, man. It's so cool that you've got this show. Um Big fan of your work, as always, uh, whether you're writing episodes, uh, Jesus, writing episodes, <laughs> writing articles, recording episodes, or, you know, even if we're just going out and talking smack on a golf course somewhere, uh, it's always a pleasure. Right. And of course, you're not just saying that because you're on the episode. Of course, we know that, right? Uh, I think there's a lot of history um, with our podcast that says I'm probably not. But there's probably plenty of history that also says that, yeah, I might be blowing some smoke. Right. Yeah, just making sure. But, uh, yeah, so how does how does the last week of play, uh, you know, have you feeling about the team currently? They're a 500 ball club. I mean, the record doesn't really show it. 
technically, but they're five and five in their last 10 games. They're a 500 ball. Your pitching hasn't caught on like you hoped it would. Um, your hitting has, as Tom Hamilton uh, put it over the weekend when I was listening to the game, uh, you know, playing in Cleveland in the springtime can really humble hitters. So, you, yeah, this is not the start to the season we had hoped for, but for all things Cleveland, all is not lost. Uh, still a lot of games left to be played. We got, what, four coming up against Minnesota? Uh, yeah, so you were talking about, um, you know, it's not the start that we had hoped for, but after, you know, beating Baltimore today, we won back-to-back series for the first time since we beat Minnesota. You were just talking about them, uh, you know, May 5th through 7th. So uh, what's your thoughts on the team after beating Baltimore, who is a winning team? It seems like we can't beat anybody. There were 14 games over 500, and yet we went into Baltimore and won two out of three. In a three-game series, it's anybody's bet. Uh, gosh, and in, in some of these prior years, there have been – you know, teams that we really rocked them for a whole year or for the season series and then come out and absolutely lay an egg. But it's encouraging. Uh, You knocked off today. You put up 12 runs on the fourth best bullpen in Major League Baseball. So that could be encouraging. I did not like seeing Shane Bieber give up seven earned runs with four strikeouts. Thought that was a little tough to swallow. I don't know, man. Where do you think we're headed? Yeah, that makes plenty of sense. You're just hoping for that nice little hot streak or where the, you know, 10-game stretch starts to crank a little closer to, you know, 7-3 and three or even 6-4 and four you'd take. But once you start living in the 5-5 five and five land, you're just kind of treading along. Yeah, and living in that 5-5, five and five, I mean, you're not going to make up any ground just winning 5 out of 10, especially at this point because we're under 500. That's not going to do you any favors. Um, I don't know how consistently they can go 7-3 and three in 10 games, but at least 6-4 and four you'd like to see just to try to make up some ground because we're only uh, four games back or three games back, excuse me, of Minnesota right now. Uh, so as long as they keep a better, uh, hotter pace than Minnesota does, then – I mean, ideally, you should be looking at better ground. Well, the other thing you have to keep in mind is with every other division in the American League being as strong as they are, there's only going to be one central team. Like The way that it's going now, it's only going to be a central team, and there's going to be plenty of fans and pundits who are even going to advocate that maybe the central just doesn't need a representative this year. I mean, you could definitely argue that. I mean, I think they're like 30 games or at least 20 games under 500 against the East and the West divisions. I mean, it's such a a weak division that even Minnesota, they're slipping and they're not performing well either. To where, you know, nobody's really nobody's going to put the, put them as a lock to win the Central even now, even though they have the lead. It's really just a crapshoot right now. Especially with the way that some of these teams are constructed. I mean... Okay, the Royals, yeah, the Royals are going to blow. And the Tigers, yeah, okay, the Tigers are going to be bad. But then once you start talking about Cleveland, Minnesota, and Chicago, you're like taken aback by these relatively decently constructed rosters that, you know, maybe it's a couple bad nights out of your starters. You know, in our case, it's your top three. Bieber's got awful this season. 
and Mackenzie and Savali have been hurt. That's no way to run the railroad. Right. And then you've got you've got two rookies up too who seem to be performing better than I mean all the other veterans that we have on the staff. And with with two guys coming back, people are, you know, who who are you gonna send down? I certainly wouldn't want either of them to go down. Um, so you're looking at maybe putting somebody in the bullpen, whether it's like Quantrill, who struggled last night mightily, um, or maybe even Savali, because, I mean, of the six guys there are, he's the one that maybe has the best control, but seems like from one outing to the next can have pinpoint control. And we already know he doesn't have um, a whole lot of velocity on his pitches either, um, but he could either go out and pitch a, a two run gym with a couple of hits and, or it gets blown up before the third inning. Yeah, I can see that. Um, gosh. And for all the endurance that McKenzie has when he's healthy, I mean, he probably has the most electric stuff out of the three veteran guys. Like that's a guy who can throw six plus of closer type material but you can't stick him in the bullpen because there's going to be nights where you need to get six or seven out of a starter. Yeah. I'm not putting McKenzie in the bullpen at all. I'm hoping that he'll come in and he doesn't immediately have to look like he did last year, but at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later, he does um, because it's going to be needed. I feel like you can't rely on your two rookies to kind of lead, lead the way, especially because, you know, you have to also account for, um, you know, the innings that they throw, you can't run them out there every five days and expect them to go six and seven, six and seven innings every time. Uh, Cause you're just going to tire themselves out. They don't have the the endurance for a whole 162 so far. Um, so you really have to watch them as well. So at this point, you're almost over relying on Savali and McKenzie uh, to come in and do work, which personally I hate because I feel like that just puts too much weight on their shoulders, especially if they go out there and they struggle, which, I wouldn't be surprised if they do because they've either only had two starts, which is a volley or haven't started at all. And that's McKenzie. So to have all this weight on their shoulders, I feel would be very unfair to them that they still need to ramp back up to hopefully what they can be, um, you know, as the season goes on. The guy that I'm the most curious about, can he get it back together um, is going to be Plesak because I don't, for what he can do and for what he has done lately is abysmal and at a certain point i don't know why we're blowing a 40-man spot on him i mean i don't know if gavin williams is already on the 40-man but i'd rather see gavin williams getting some mid to late june starts as opposed to hoping you're going to kick the tires on plesak again yeah uh plesak is somebody who i mean when he's on i wouldn't mind to see in the bullpen either um, I hate to say I kind of forgot about him until you just brought him up because I just talked about him last week. But, uh, you know, like you said, another guy who you hope could go down and turn it around, hopefully. Um, but at this point, I don't know. It, it's kind of tough to see because I feel like his leash has been extended maybe a little too long. Uh, I'm not saying that you need to get rid of him so far, but maybe a demotion should have come sooner rather than later. Um and I don't even know how he's doing in the minors right now. Hopefully he's doing okay. But if he's somebody that's performing at least decently well, I wouldn't mind to see him in the bullpen. Yeah, I don't know. Um, speaking of what have you done for me lately, uh, for a team that hasn't scored a lot of runs, you've put 22 runs across in a three-game series. 
do we think this is a sign of better things to come? I mean, you hope. I mean, you know, you tell me. I hope so. But it's kind of hard to tell at this point. I think it's good that you did it against uh, a worthy opponent, somebody that's probably going to be in the playoffs when it's all said and done. But um, you have to wait and see whether or not it's a fluke or not. So what do you think? My heart tells me not a fluke. My head says I don't know. I think that's pretty standard. I mean, even after that, you also had back-to-back home runs from Josh Naylor and Josh Bell, which I think is the first time that's happened all year. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, that's certainly a sight to see. I mean, Josh Naylor drove in six runs himself. So is that something that will continue or not? Wait to see. I mean, you hope to see it. Um, Gosh, man, I just don't know. He did also hit uh, his fifth home run off of a lefty of his career. Uh, I don't have his numbers up in front of me against left-handers this year. We all know he struggles against left-handers, but uh, two of his last five home runs have come against lefties. Um, So, I mean, that could also be an encouraging sight. I don't really know. I I think it's clear that he's going to continue to play against lefties. And to a point, I feel like you do have to because if he's going to be an everyday player and he is the better defensive first baseman, you can't really – you can't truly platoon somebody that you hope to rely on day in and day out. You can't platoon somebody that's a spark plug kind of guy. You know, when he's on and playing well, he is a core part of the heart and soul of that order. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that spark plug starts getting into Josh Bell. Hopefully. I mean, that's a guy who, you know, when he was signed, I was excited about, um, you know, he did hit a, a, a long home run today so that was a good thing to see but somebody that you hope produces more consistently at the middle of that order because it can't all be jose ramirez because if it is then you're going to be in trouble and even andres jimenez had three hits today which another positive sight to see so hopefully that's another turnaround that's coming i don't know how you feel about that but again the whole wait and see issue but yeah i don't know how you feel about that one Cautiously optimistic, like I always am. You hope that it gets going better sooner rather than later. You know, statistically speaking, in baseball, that eventually somebody's going to break through. I mean, but the the flip side of some of that is, you know, are you constrained by some of the hard choices that the front office has had to make? I mean, you talk about, you know, we've got a thing on here about former players um playing well um boy wouldn't you like to see yandy in the heart of that order yes yes i would especially with whatever this newfound power he just found i don't want to go on the tangent because we'll get into it later absolutely always had that power never used it it's not like they gave him a huge sample size to prove it the dude was ripping doubles in cleveland if you're ripping doubles it means you're not far off and by the time he started to poke them out they decided that, yeah, we're going to salary dump and bring Carlos Sainz because that makes sense. Hey, listen, it turned out fine. All right. You know, I'm pro Santana over here. You can be pro whatever you want. The reality of it was you got one fantastic year from a guy who consistently hits 235 with 200 strikeouts over a guy who. Yandy strikes out a little bit, but he's also slashing 310, 410, and 990. 
with 12 homers and 30 runs batted in. I mean, hindsight is 2020. I mean, at the time, it maybe made sense, but at the time, looking it made back, no sense. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit of sense. I mean, you got an all star season out of Santana. After all, I mean, he hit better. He started going the other way more, which I always hoped he had did, and, and it paid off. And he always has shown power, averages 25 to 27 homers a year. Um, kind of fell off in the second half, but we won't talk about that. But I mean, at the time, it worked out for me. Now neither, neither are in Cleveland, so it really doesn't matter. But we're going to move on to somebody that is still in Cleveland, and that's Shane Bieber because you brought him up earlier. Wow. Now, you said that he's been god-awful. Now, I actually disagree with that sentiment. I think he's been okay. Um, I think he's been one of your more valuable players, pitching pitching staff or not. Um, he had a 3-0-8 ERA coming into today, but gave up <laughs> seven, seven earned runs and eight hits in four innings. Uh, so, yeah, you think he's got awful. Tell me more about that. The key is he had a 3-0-8 coming into today, um, which if he's not pushing 3-30, I mean, here's the thing. You count on Bieber to miss bats, and you count on Bieber when he doesn't miss the bats to not miss them that badly. Uh, but this season, when Shane Bieber does not miss the bats, Shane Bieber does not miss the bats in a just an incredible fashion. I mean, the velocity's down. He looks out of shape. I mean, I get this coming from me, but like he looks out of shape. Nobody knows what you look like. If, if, if you know, if anybody cares, you you look better than Shane Bieber. That's horrifying. That guy shouldn't be starting for a major league ball club then. Um, Ouch. Listen, I'm just saying, if I – it's the same thing if the world was a different place. But, listen, he's a former Cy Young winner, which means he, in theory, has the potential to turn it around. And maybe he will, but he's just not missing enough bats, plain and simple. You can't rack up. A handful of three and two counts in the first two or three innings that you're out there and expect to be able to do the things that he's accustomed to doing. Yeah, I think, I mean, again, this is just my opinion. I He's a different pitcher. There's no doubt about it. But I think for what he is now, he's okay. You know, I won't say that he's great because he hasn't been great, but I also don't think that he's been terrible. Um, his average exit velocity off of opponents is down to the sixth percentile and his whiff rate is only 6.9% on his fastball. So we all know that his velocity has gone down, but I don't, he doesn't rely on the fastball as much as he used to before. Um, he's using his cutter a bit more and yeah, he gets hit hard when people make contact, but for, like I said, what is worth his ERA was closer to two than it was four coming into today. So <laughs> um, take that with what you will, but I think he's been okay. But I'll ask you this since you think he shouldn't be starting on any major league team. Um, do you think he gets traded? And if so, when? Okay, first, way to take that out of absolute context. That's really <laughs> you have a glorious career as a reporter ahead of you. Thank you. Thank you um, very much. I don't know. He could start for Oakland, they can't get any worse. Oh, he'd probably be a Cy Young award, another Cy Young award winner in Oakland. Um, but realistically, I mean, you have to look at Shane Bieber as maybe a two or a three starter now, based on his velocity, based on some of the stat lines that he's putting up. Like he's not your number one anymore. 
So anywhere that needs a good number two, number three guy, I'm sure he would do well. It's just, I don't know. I We've been over this. I unfortunately am an advocate for the uh, front office style of the Cleveland Guardians, as painful as it sometimes might be, where you know deal while you can still get value while we can still get something for him and potentially fleece, I don't know, the San Diego Padres or the Texas Rangers for somebody, um, do it. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash Sirius XM. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code WELCOME to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code WELCOME at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code WELCOME. Now, do you really think they'd go for that? Honestly? especially the Padres who are trying to compete with the Dodgers of all teams. The San Diego Padres have been doing that kind of stuff since 1989. Of course the Padres will go for it. Padres catching strays. I love it. But so, yeah, so for you to answer the question, do you think he gets traded this year? Talk about value. He still has some value currently. We don't know what he's going to look like next year. It all depends on where we're at. If we're, 10 games up in the central and I don't know something incredible happens where like we go on another one of those wild tears where we win, you know, 20 of 32 or something. And it kind of vaults us back into conversation about, you know, contending teams or teams that aren't going to get bounced in a winnable divisional series. Even then I still think you do it. Because you've got enough in the pipeline. I don't know. You package him and name a middle infielder who will not have a career in Cleveland that's in the minor league system. Package him for something better. I don't know. A closer whose velocity hasn't dropped to the point that he's hittable again, which is crazy to think that four miles an hour makes Class A hittable. But Listen, eventually, if you throw enough 97-mile-an-hour fastballs with zero movement on them, someone's going to hit it. Yeah, somebody will. Seems like he's turned it around. Yeah, but now we're going to move on to Minnesota because much to your delight, Shane Bieber, will not be pitching in that series. 
uh, starts tomorrow, four game series. Now they are three games back. Uh, Minnesota is four and six in their last 10. Uh, out of these four games, how many do you think the Guardians need to win for it to be deemed a successful series? Minimum of three. Minimum three, because if you leave Minneapolis and you're, what, one game back or a half a game back, that's a totally different conversation than if you win, like if you take a series split. You can't afford a series split right now. You absolutely cannot afford the series split. Anything less than three, and it makes it a lot tougher moving forward. What about you? To be honest, I'm going to say two. I think it's still early in the season that if they need to make up ground, um, that they can do it. Um, I mean, we've we've seen what they did in Baltimore today. It's possible that against a lesser team like the Twins that they could definitely have a repeat performance of that. Uh, maybe not put up 12, but at least put up five or six. That would be great to see. But, see, I'm, I'm going to say two. I think they could win two out of four and move on. Uh, from they from there they face Boston after that and which is a homestand which is great and uh, make up whatever ground they need to have coming out of that. Yeah, I don't know because it's not like you can make up ground by playing the Royals and the Tigers nineteen times a year, um, which unfortunately is down to thirteen now with these. Uh, yeah, which know, I'm all about playing every team every season. Like I'm about that. It just blows that it comes at the expense of being able to, you know, beat up on the low-hanging fruit of the American League. Yeah, um, I mean, you could argue that that's what I mean. Not even arguing it, that's what the Indians and Guardians did in, in years past. Um, I mean, is it the dif- difference of six games going to really matter between? how much ground you make up for an opponent that's above you about beating up the teams below you. I mean, six games is six games, but you still get 13 to do it. Yeah, I can get behind that. Um, And I guess I can understand where you're coming from about it's early and you really only need to win the two games, but it's going to quiet a lot of the voices. Uh, Yeah, so this weekend reports that the aforementioned McKenzie and Savali are going to be rejoining the rotation this week. Um, what are your expectations on them coming back? And do you think that their first outing, uh, you know, depending on who they face, will be a good one and will set the tone for the rest of their season? Which one do you want me to start with? Oh, you, you, you go right ahead. I'll let you pick that one. And it's between McKenzie and Savali, right? That's correct. McKenzie's going to come out and rake. He's going to throw seven plus strikeouts. He's going to go six innings. He's going to be the man. Like he's one of those guys that now that he's found it, he's not going to lose it again. Aaron Savali. Listen, I hope it's somewhere where the weather's hot. (laughs) That's, that's all I'm hoping for because to me, he's a better warm weather pitcher. I mean, he's had some good cold weather outings, but like, I want to see Savali pitch on a 90 degree day where the wind's blown out of the south and not straight out of Canada. Like, I want to see Savali go five or six with four or five strikeouts, but he keeps the ball out of the air. I think if he does that, I think he has a good, successful uh, 
what would that be? Debut or coming back? I'd be coming back. He's made two starts uh, before he went down with that oblique injury. I mean, the guy, as wild as it's going to be to hear me say this, like the guy that I'm pinning all of my hopes and dreams for this season on is McKenzie. And I know that you're tearing up over there about this a little bit because you never <laughs> thought I would come around or whatever. But like, Bieber's velocity is down to the point that, you know, he's not as effective. I don't know if he's just not hitting his spots as well. Savali's so been hurt. Plesak has been the dumpster fire to end all dumpster fires. He's been like the black sheep of the rotation. Yeah, but at least people like the black sheep. Do like you think people like the black sheep? Somewhere, somewhere, someone, somewhere out there likes a black sheep. Mm. I mean, Bobby's been thrown out of his mind. I got to see him throw last year at Akron, and he pitched really well. Um, uh, the the Cleveland Guardians Logan Allen, um, again he's pitched lights out. He's had some ups and downs, and he's a rookie, so he's okay. But at a certain point, um, I want to see Gavin Williams. I badly want to see Gavin Williams in the show. Now, do you think that'll come this year? Because then that'll be three rookie starting pitchers in rotation at one time, probably then I don't think you understand just how much this franchise won't care. That's, that is the most Cleveland guardians thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, they had what 17 rookies make their debut last year. Yeah. But I mean, to have three rookies in the rotation at one time and pitching, well, hopefully pitching well, not, not saying that Gavin won't pitch well, but you certainly hope he will. Um, But I mean, if that does happen, I mean, when's the last time that happened? I don't know. 1901. Sounds about right. But yeah, I think having three rookies in the rotation is more significant than having 17 rookies make their debut over the course of a season. And not even from like a history standpoint, just because I feel like that will show the state of the team that your pitching isn't great. It's at the very least okay or good that you need to have three rookies in the rotation at one time. And if they're all performing great, then I mean, we'll take that, but I feel like that says a lot more negative things that you have three rookies in the rotation at one time. I mean, maybe, but I've always looked at police act for the last couple of years as a placeholder, especially the better part of the last two. A placeholder that we can't trade either. At a certain point, cut bait. It's certainly looking like that. Um, now, speaking of cut bait, we've cut bait with a couple guys that we mentioned earlier. Um, just want to get your thoughts on them because including Yandy Diaz, these guys, if they were here right now with these numbers, then hell, I'm sure we have the uh, division lead over Minnesota. Uh, Owen Miller in Milwaukee, uh, slashing 325, 364, 864, with four homers and 13 RBI. Uh, Harold Ramirez in Tampa Bay, is slashing 288, 335, 829 with eight homers and 23 RBI. And we already talked about Yandy Diaz, who slashed in 310, 410, 990. OPS is almost 1,000. I wonder what his OPS plus is. I have to look that up. But he has 12 homers and 30 RBI. So what are your thoughts on former Indians slash Guardians producing for other teams? Because that seems like such a Cleveland sports thing to happen that guys don't perform here or they underperform and then they go somewhere else and – all of a sudden they look like an all-star. Uh, par for the course. Um, 
gosh, you wonder how many of those guys suffered because Van Berkeley was coaching here when they were. That's a fair question. But at the same time, do you think our current hitting coach is doing well? Because we are not good. It's too early to tell. Um, unfortunately, uh, thus far, Antonetti and co uh, have not reconciled with Albert Bell. So he's not our hitting coach, which I would I advocate for this every offseason and every offseason I come away disappointed. Um, at the minimum, I would settle for Jim Tomey, um, but only Albert Bell, just because I don't think anybody wants to come back into the dugout after a bat at bat to that temper. After Josh Bell hits a pop up on a 95 mile an hour fastball right down the middle, right down the middle. And he just pops out to the first baseman. Yeah. I would love to see that where Albert Bell just takes his bat and just busts it against the side of the dugout. Like I, I want to see that. Like, yeah. Hey, real quick I'll note. Enough to real quick. I'm sorry. No, no, I was going to say real quick note on Yandy Diaz. Uh, baseball reference must have, I don't know if they're, updated over mlb.com i'm not sure but it, it might have become before uh today's game but his war is 2.3 his ops is 1018 and his ops plus is 186 so whether or not they came before or after today's game i mean that's that's an all-star in the making i mean to be fair he would be cleveland's all-star representative at that point. for sure um a, that's one of those ones and we've talked about this on air, off the air, wherever we end up together, somehow it always comes up. Yandy's the head scratcher because he was putting it together and then they said, quote unquote, salary dump for Carlos Santana. Um, why? <laughs> that was the one guy, like, okay, you know, when we got burned by, what was that, Eric Gonzalez and Giovanni Urshela? Yeah, who is also did. hitting well right now. He's hitting like 310 with the Angels. Correct. Yeah, we chose poorly. Yeah, that's true. Um, now, did some of that mean he had to go to another team and mature? Probably. And uh, it also sucks that Urshela turned it around in a Yankees uniform. Yeah, that part hurt. Um, let's see. Let me ask you about Nolan Jones really quickly. Just because he's really on the list. Too early to tell. It is too early to tell, but I still want to get your thoughts on it because I mean, I mean his two sixty seven puts him in like the top four on our team. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that trade though? Is that somebody that you'd like to have right now on the team, whether it's Columbus or Cleveland or wherever? Um, outside of Gavin Williams, because apparently you're over those stump speeches. Um, or we're talking offensively. Oh gosh. Um, what's John Kenzie Noel been doing? Uh, I don't know, actually, unfortunately. Oh my gosh, I gotta look this up. Um, because let me tell you, that boy has a lot of exit velocity, and I mean a ton. Do you do you really want to know his numbers right now? I it's gonna make me cry, isn't it? It yeah, it's showing right now. He's hitting one ninety six, but Mary. But he has eight homers and 29 RBI. Congratulations. He's Carlos Santana like. <laughs> a lot of Carlos Santana slander today. I'm not liking it. I liked him. Don't get me wrong. I liked him. But I guess that's the trade off when you praise McKenzie in the same episode. Is that is that just what I get? I mean, in theory, it's you get what you get and don't pitch a fit. But still, I mean, 
again, I appreciated Santana. I liked him a little bit coming up, even if I thought it was a weird that he refused to tuck in his pockets at the plate. Like that was weird. Um, but he just never lived up to it. I mean, if you want me to start firing off at Bobby Bradley, I mean, I can. Oh, please do. We know Bobby Bradley deserves much more of your slander over Carlos Santana. The hell he does. They should get about equal. I mean, because Bobby Bradley, they gave Bobby Bradley every opportunity. And with every opportunity, he had two good weeks and he had six bad weeks and he'd have a week and a half that was really good and he'd have four really bad. Uh, Guys in the minors, guys that can... Hit and are in the minors. Um, I don't know for shits and giggles. Oh crap! This isn't our show. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'll leave it in <laughs> for the sake of the conversation. P. Halpin. Unless I'm going to turn around and find out that P. Halpin is also playing really bad too. In which case, just stop asking me. Yeah, he's hitting two sixty five. Uh, at Akron. He's hitting 265 at Akron. Call him up. Uh, no. No, because that's you're talking a 50-point drop that puts him back to Bobby Bradley or Carlos Santana. Oh, no, he's hitting still hitting better than Bobby Bradley. But I digress. I mean it's nice that you've got it out for Bobby Bradley, which I also I don't even know. have it out for Bobby Bradley. It's just that you want to talk about somebody that didn't pan out and had the leash to do it. That's the guy. <sighs> Carlos That's Santana, the... in my humble opinion. I mean, he only had made one all-star team, but I, he was pretty consistent in his role with the team and was a cornerstone of the team for years. I mean, sure. But again, I may be biased, but it's okay. You're insanely biased, and so am I, and we know it. There you go. Then our, our bias cancels each other out, so he was good. Sorry. We'll leave it at that. All right. Yeah. Russ, I'll just edit out every negative thing you said. So, yeah, on that note. <laughs> You'll edit me out of the entire episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> on that. That's all right. It'll, it'll still get downloads and ratings, and I'll appreciate every one of them. But. Do you have anything else to add, Tom? Uh, not to not to this show. Um, I think I've done enough damage to your reputation. Thank you so much. We'll just wait until we record another episode. Yeah, see, that always goes back to our old long-standing jokes about, you know, <laughs> you're the actual reason people listen to our show. So why would it be any different? <laughs> that people listen to your show to listen to you. Like this may be your most skipped episode because everybody's <laughs> it would be hilarious if it was my most downloaded episode. I don't think I will, I will have you to thank for that. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's been a pleasure getting on the mic with you again and you know, saying all of the ridiculous things that you allow me to say on your show. Of course. And as always I had a blast. <laughs> So uh, yeah, where can the uh, where can the people find you? Because you know, for people who don't know, you also play music. You also mu- musician. Uh, so yeah, I mean, do your hum- humble brag about that. I mean, what do we think the cross section of people who've never heard an episode of Rocking at the Jake and also listen to your this podcast? Uh, your we're playlist? gonna we're gonna find out. It's gonna be bad, man. I don't have high hopes for this. Um, 
you guys can find me on Twitter at Matheny underscore six. Um, it's a great question as to what my Instagram handle is, which tells you how much I have been plugging this stuff lately. Uh, Tom underscore Matheny music. Um, yeah. Um, hopefully you guys um, who are Amari's loyal listeners, maybe I can say that five times fast. <laughs> For those of you who are Amari's loyal listeners, um, hopefully you guys will check out the next episode of Rockin' at the Jake when that happens. Um, uh, yeah. Where can the people, not that the people aren't already here for you, but um, go ahead. Talk about us, uh, Mr. Former, the artist formerly known as the Blue Check Mark. Yeah, there you go. Going back to your hosting days. But yeah, I mean, people, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Amari underscore M17. Yes, it's true. I used to be verified no longer. Thanks to Elon Musk. But we won't get into that because I'm not paying $8 a month for a blue check mark. But shout out to everybody who does. I got no beef against you. I'm just not doing it. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, you know, listen to this. Listen to this every week. Um, go check out Tom's music. Go follow him on Twitter. He has some good takes. He's funny when he wants to be. And hopefully you'll check out our next episode of Rockin' at the Jake whenever that comes out. TBD right now. But for Tom, thank you for coming on. We're going to have to do this again. We're going to have to record our own episode. You know that. We could talk all the smack we want to. But on that note, this is it for another episode of Believe in Guardians. And we'll catch you next week. son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.